bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great promos, great odds and same-game multi this footy finals at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 449 of Ferg on the Freak. I'm the Blackman Rugby Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Going very well, Andrew. I was late to the podcast today, um, and I just want to let you know, I think your microphone's not plugged in, hey? Or you sound very far away from it. Okay. Um, probably the latter. Okay. I can't do much about that. You've you got to get up on it, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm yelling into it now. Yeah, you've got to get right up close to it. Is this, is this any better or not? <clears throat> it sounds marginally better. Okay, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Uh... If anyone, did, if anyone doesn't, wasn't aware, this is a live-ish sort of episode, mm. and we're, we're coming to you live from the Dally M medals. Did you know that they're holding the Dally M's at a fucking racetrack? I mean, who's surprised? It's weird. It's very weird because how, like, if somebody had said, oh, in 1982, they held the Rothmans medal at, like, a racetrack in Sydney, you'd be like, yeah, that seems about right. You know, and it's 2022 and they're doing that. And of all the venues in Sydney they could have held the Daly M's at, they're holding it at a fucking racetrack. Why didn't they just hold it at Penrith Paceway? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. I, I don't know why they didn't do that. This is weird. Is that is it Royal Randwick? I don't know what one it is. I don't know race courses. I, I, think, I think it was Randwick. Um, <laughs> it, just like... um. Typical NRL um, fuck-ups. It's written everywhere. Dahlia medals start at 8 o'clock. So yeah. they've already awarded a few medals. Okay, who have they given medals to already? Um, so the NRL try of the year with Tamari Tualungi for the Cowboys in round 10 against the Tigers. Um, the NRLW try of the year was Taron Aiken for the Broncos, round 2 against the Roosters. NRL tackle of the year went to Mitch Moses. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Moses, Tackle of the Year, that big-hitting beast. Um, and the NRLW Tackle of the Year was also Taron Aiken, and that was also in the Broncos game in round two against the Roosters. Um, and 40 minutes ago, the NRL 360 panel announced the Peter Fralingos Headline Moment Award was to two um, winners, the Queensland Origin Series win, and the Jada Taylor solo try in the under-19 women's origin. Um as far as I'm concerned, Jada Taylor's try shits all over anything else. But, you know, she's female, so we can't give her too much on us. Um, yeah, what's, the deal? what's the deal with that? Well, you know, they're in the media. They're old. You know, it's, that's pretty much it, isn't it? Is there anything else to add? It's just strange that they would have an award that is completely subjective and they still couldn't be subjective. Yeah. Um, hopeless. Yeah. Hopeless is yeah. what they are. So, uh, did, you, did you watch the red carpet? I watched a little no. bit of the red carpet while I was having my dinner. And I've got to say, Dylan Brown, I reckon he has some great business ideas tonight. Oh. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, looking at Dylan Brown, and he <laughs> he was uh, he just had some great business ideas, you know, start juice bars. Juice bar, they say money doesn't grow on trees, but you know it does. No, it does, Andrew. 
oranges. Oranges grow on trees. Oranges. oranges. And apples. So you yeah. just basically you just put them. You put them in. I I can just start a juice bar, Andrew. They're basically yeah. money trees. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that uh, that that virus under control. Oh, it's, it's the cold. It's cold night air. It's cold night air. You, you you've know? got to uh, you got to ease up on the coffee, my friend. Oh, I just don't know what it is. It's why I kept on having to go to the bathroom. I kept on having to blow my nose. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't see any of the red carpet. I assume it was just a bunch of blokes wearing basically the same suit that they got from, um, I don't know, Ed Harry's menswear. Uh, pretty much. It. The only one that I saw that was any different was Viliami Kikau wore a white suit, which must be the largest white suit that's ever been made in history. Um, <laughs> but everyone else, the men looked pretty good. The yeah. women, it was a combination of looking classy and... Uh, something else. <laughs> I don't know what words I can use in 2022. We'll go with something else. Yeah, something else. Um, yeah, I'm always fascinated by what the women wear because you just look at them and go, so you probably paid a lot of money for that. Where else will you wear that? Well, what, yeah. going, going to Subway? Uh, do, you, do you reckon the players care, though? Do you reckon the, the players are like... They're just like, listen, go and spend however many thousands on a dress and just, you know, I don't know, do something with the taxes and say it's part of your handbag-making business that you run on the side that I don't completely fund. That's all right. Now, the other thing that surprised me too is that they, they had a musical act before this whole shindig kicks off, mm-hmm. and for some reason it wasn't Jimmy Barnes. Oh, who was it? I don't know. Devoed, mate, devoed. I don't yeah. care. Doesn't Jimmy, you know, what are we doing? Well, the kids love Jimmy Barnes. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the the uh, the Q ratings, but, yeah, Jimmy Barnes is pretty high on those. Oh, yeah, mate. Big with the kids. Yeah, yeah. So when are, when is the, the – obviously, we've got to go through the Dallium count. Um, I actually haven't got it on my screen yet. Oh. Uh, so I – I just wonder, like, because that normally goes for about half hour, hey? It does, yeah. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Are you able to do share screen? I'm just worried that Skype will freak out if I pull up KO on my computer. I, I've I've done that. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm um, getting black screen. Oh, okay. That's all right. This is how we do podcasting on the run, people. This is exactly how it's done. Yeah. Um, oh, I can see things. There's a little screen screen thing. Ah, right. All right, here we go. Live Dally M's. Bingo. I can see it on the side. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Abdo's talking about who cares. So I've got the volume turned down so we don't have to endure that. Yeah. I'm assuming it's, he's uh, wanking on about how great PVL and horse racing is. It's still a black screen. You're not missing much. Okay. <laughs> It says it's Dalliums, but it's like it's uh, – oh, I can see your, your marker. Okay. And you Let's, can see it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all right. Let me bring it up on mine. Hang on. Let me bring it up. I, I'll, I'll fix it. I can bring it up on mine. We're technical geniuses. Just. I had to tell Kurt Gidley that we, ha- we use Skype and we'd use something else, but we can't because we don't know how. Does that one work? Let's have a look. It's kick out on the screen. Now it's not anymore. No, I've got black screen. I wonder if KO made it so you can't show it over Skype anymore. Oh, the assholes. They probably did. Probably. Okay, let me bring it up. <clears throat> let me bring it up. KO. Sports. I'm not seeing enough 
alcohol consumed at the Dally M's. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's sort of standing around and actually listening to um, whatever this bloke's trying to say. I like how he thinks he's important when he's actually got no power. Who is it? Andrew Rabdo. Yeah, the patch. I had, I had to Google. I had to Google to find out who he was. Benefit players. Okay, let me pull this down. Right. You've got okay. sound. I've got him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Andrew Abdo, he's doing what he does best at the moment. He's just gibbering about nothing. You, Bank accounts. End of, you get to the end of Ab, Andrew Abdo having a chat, and you're like, okay, the main points out of that is nothing. Yeah, he looks like he's he's a person you go to when you want to open up a bank account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They tell you that like they're here oh. to get best for you, and yeah. it's like you fucking liar. Or a real estate agent. One of those two despises you know, despicable jobs. He looks like the sort of person where you go you, you go to like a, an outdoor place and then there's a little <laughs> place at the side and he's the one that sells you the insurance on the gazebo. Actually, tell you what, when he does his little smile, he looks like one of the dados. <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shit one. <laughs> Jeez, you've narrowed it down there. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this, uh, and I can't remember what sporting event it was that really got me really against officials making speeches. But who would these people think that they're talking to? Like, you're at a sporting event, right? Who in human history is ever there and says, you know what, I'd love to hear an official waffle on for like 10 minutes about some shit I don't care about. See, this is why Justin Pascoe would be the perfect person to run the NRL. Why is that? Because he thinks everyone does. Yeah. You know, if they had Pascoe there, they wouldn't need that big screen behind Andrew Abdo. They'd just be able to project it on his forehead. <laughs> See, cutting costs already. Mm, mm. And he wouldn't go to a race course, man. He'd probably just have it in a tent somewhere near Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, I'm really I'm glad that the head of New, New South Wales Racing and the NRL decided to hold the Dally M's at New South Wales Racing headquarters. That's really nice of him, hey. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's lovely. That's lovely. It's a good gesture. Very 1970s. Very much so. <laughs> Just when you think he's a used car salesman, he goes and does something like that to make yeah, you realise he's not that good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I take it he's coming up next. Uh, let's find out. So we've it's, got... it's uh, Vonnie carrying the show. Okay, so this is the after how many rounds? 12 rounds. Ben Hunt was the leader on 19 points, followed yeah. by Isaiah Yeo on 17. Nico Hines on 16 points. Mitch Moses on 15, along with Ryan Pappenhausen. James Tedesco one point behind them on 14. Daly Cherry Evans on 13 points with Dylan Edwards. Cameron Munster on 12 points and Adam Reynolds on 11. Yeah, I reckon Munster and Hines... They're the they're the smokies for me. I'm going to stick with Ben Hunt. I think that uh, he was getting a lot of love by the uh, media types late in the season, and I yeah. think that they probably voted for him along those lines. It's like friend. Reynolds is getting this one, is he? If this is where they do the the whole thing of like every yeah. game where they say yeah. this yeah. guy. How about this bloke? Uh, Reynolds gets a point. He gets two points for busting a rib. Good yeah. on your son. Nathan Cleary scores three points, even though they they were trying to shut him down. He just scored a try. Three Nico votes. Nico Hines. 
running around, playing against the Warriors. Look at him. No he's just got spiders him. on him. No one's touching him. <laughs> he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Look at this. I'll just change direction, change direction. I'll just run through this gap. How does that get two votes? He didn't even break a rib and he's got the same points. Exactly. Oh, okay, round 15. There's Tedesco with the kick return. Three votes? Oh, one vote for a kick return. If Devastating. They, if they didn't have State of Origin, how much of a shoe-in would Nathan Cleary be like the last few years? <laughs> They'd be calling this thing off at round 20. Yeah, it's like, it's a bit unlucky for him, hey? Edwards. Dylan hit Edwards, he'd be in with a shot. He probably hit a gap there off something that Nathan Cleary created, yeah. and yet Cleary only gets one point. Yeah, yeah. I love it when the all of the journos are like, did you see how many metres Dylan Edwards ran for? And it's like, yeah, the other team kicks out of their own 10-metre line, and he gets like 43 metres every run back. Of course he gets a lot of metres. Man, look at just how easily Heinz changes direction. Looks a freak. It, it's pretty amazing. And hey? he does it so casually. I think that the the two finals that they lost this year will do him really good in terms of his development. Oh, absolutely. Just, just like, you know, he knows what finals footy's all about, but I, I think that it'll just it'll give him that extra step, you know. I was actually going to ask you um, how many how many of the uh, little excerpts are we going to see here that are going to include the West Tigers in the last few rounds? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing 50% of them I, I so hope that at some point there was like um, like somebody gets one point and it brings them into the top like 30 yeah. players in Dalian Luke, Luke Brooks yeah picks up a point and he finishes in the top 10 that would just cause NRL um, Twitter to just melt down it would be brilliant it'd be so good alright here comes the rookie of the year okay now who and, did we say well I'll tell you what it wasn't Chad Townsend <laughs> No, no. <clears throat> Once again, Chad Chad Townsend is there on point. Yeah. Got he's to get for that. Let's be honest, he's got a haircut you can set your watch to. Yeah, he really does. None of that mullet caper going on here. He's got that thing just neat. Yeah, and he's with Cassie Apps, St. Yeah. George Illawarra superstar. Yeah. Okay, they're talking to each other. Um, rookie. <laughs> Uh, I think I think it was uh, Nanai. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, when, I was wondering if, if Suwali will go close. Yeah, Suwali was a good call. Oh, yeah, but we, uh, he doesn't qualify, apparently. Mm. But I think Nanai. Nanai or Talon, Talon May. Um, one of the two. Yeah. Apparently, Chad Tenzin said something funny. It must have been like, you should have seen that try assist I had. <laughs> oh, that's <pretty> rough. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, is this NRLW Rookie of the Year? Yes. Oh, I thought it was the NRL Rookie of the Year. Andy Robinson from the Dragons. Tyron McGrath West. Je- oh, Jesse Southwell will win it. She's been killing it. She has. This is, uh, I think this is done and dusted, this one. Yeah, I'm I'm going with. Ooh. Here we go. The yeah, I'll, I'll go Southwell. Yes, she won it. She's been killing it. Experts. Mm. 
we should just delay what we're going to say by a little bit, see who wins it, and just make sure we skip every winner, right? <laughs> yeah, she really deserves it. She's been smashing it in the NRLW. Oh, yeah, she's been brilliant this year. I wonder who the trophy is of, like who, who the trophy is. I did see the name of it somewhere. It was... Um... I have to find it now. Oh, they're so happy. It's really nice seeing the NRLW players because they haven't been jaded by media. And so they're all just really happy to be there and they're just all excited that the night's on and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay, he's the rookie of the year. <coughs> Talon May. He's not one. He's a nominee. Or he's bound to get it. Karaz. Really? He won't get it. Jeremiah Nanai. Hmm. Lachlan Ilias. I said Lachlan Ilias had a good year. For you me. did, you did. I don't think he'll win it, though. I think Nanai's got this one locked down. Yeah, How could he Nanai. not? One of the two. I, I wouldn't be upset with either one of them. No. Nanai gets the gong. Called it again. Yep. We don't need no delay. No, no. All we use is our knowledge of the game. Yeah, because we watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a great season. I saw <laughs> I saw one one lady clapping. Well, you know, good you on rude her. Rude bastards. Because she knows. That one woman knows. We're just leaving that one there. What? No, <laughs> I'm not talking about like anything like that. Just she actually knows what she's clapping for. Well, yes. That, yeah, the, the rest mean, are just um. Don't, they're like any blokes. They're, they're only interested when it comes to something get mentioned to them. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'd like to thank my coach Todd Payton. Uh, you seem to be there the whole year. And, <laughs> I like your haircut. Yep. And uh, thanks. He's got a he's got a pretty good goatee. I must add too. He's got that that's that silver thing going on with the goatee. What silver thing? A bit of silver hair in there. Ah, okay. That's his. Uh, I don't know, but she's filming the whole thing on her phone. That's very nice. That'll go on someone's Instagram. Absolutely. That'll be very very cool video to watch. Uh, is that why Chad was there? Was that a bit of a giveaway? Going to a teammate. Uh, possibly. Huh? Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. You think that the rort is on? The rort's on. Well, you know, they've done it before. Why is Dylan Edwards uh, not sitting in his seat? Uh, Dylan Brown, sorry. Dylan, Dylan Brown? Uh, I think he's looking for some seeds for his trees. Okay, so they're showing NRLW highlights because we've got the NRLW. I think they still call it the Dally M, don't they? Um, I'm not sure. I think they were talking about changing the name of it. They which should. They should. Yeah. I don't know whose name they change it to, but there's plenty of great women's rugby league players over the history of our wonderful sport they could choose. Oh, absolutely. 
I didn't get to see as much NRLW as I would have liked in this second season that they've had this year. Um, but the, the stuff I've seen has been so damn good. And, like, the the way that they read the game is fantastic. The only, the only thing you don't really see from them is when they kick the ball, they don't have the pop off of the kick. Yeah. But everything else, like, they hit hard, they pass well, they read the game well. Tell you what, um, man, I hugely rate Emma Tonegato from the Dragons. Yeah. Just the awareness she has at fullback. For someone who's rather young and hasn't been playing for very long, just brilliant awareness. Always there in support. Good good toe on her as well. Mm-hmm. As she gets a bit of space, you're not catching her. There's Jesse Southwell. It'd be good if they could go to a longer season for the NRLW, but... They will be next year, I believe. Do you know how many rounds? I think eight. I'm not sure. See, that's good. That's a good size round. Yeah. Uh, regular season. I think at the moment it still feels like a bit of a tournament rather than a, a season. Yeah, it's very brief. Mm. And then I think we're going to an ad break here. Of course we are. Because... Oh, is it is it to sell golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what they're selling. They're selling volcanoes. Uh, things growing. Uh, weather. Is this Mount Panorama? Yeah, okay. See, I called that. <laughs> Have you ever been to Mount Panorama? Uh, yes, but not when there was a race on. Yeah, same here. Not when there's a race. Yeah, avoid the place then. Yeah, that's how I felt like it would be. It's a bit crazy. Um, apparently, in the uh, the red carpet um, period there, mm-hmm. there was a bit of trolling of Cameron Munster going on. Well, what was going on? Well, apparently he said something along the lines of he reckons he'd look pretty good in black and orange. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's, he's genuinely joking. And they're all going, oh, does this mean he's going to the Tigers? I'm going, are you fucking serious? They would have to offer him, like, it'd have to be, I can't turn that down money. Like, say, <laughs> say, let's say the Storm offer him a million, right? And let's say the Dolphins offer him 1.1. How much yeah. does he need to go to the West Tigers and basically put a full stop on his career? About 3.5 million a week. I yeah. I, I feel like the, I can't turn it down, is like 1.5. Mate, you got to realise he is throwing away his career. I know, but... So he needs that deal to be at least 10 years, and it needs to be millions per season. Because he's throwing away rep duties. He's throwing away everything. Dignity, Dignity. everything. Do you reckon that he would not get selected even if he played for the West Tigers? Do you reckon Queenslanders would look at him and say, nah, he's not doing it, or they'd, they'd have faith in him? The Tigers would play him out of form. That's a good point. Like they've done with every other player they spent too much money on. I'm trying to think, would Munster be the closest to being actually, you could make a, a a really good case for like he is in his prime now rather yeah. than, oh, he's probably still in his prime, which Absolutely. is as good as West Tigers get normally. Yeah, I mean, the West Tigers are probably a good five, six years away from actually offering him a genuine contract offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it will be overs. Yeah, they'll get they'll get Cameron. It'll be the headlines. Will be 
Tigers finally get their man and he'll yeah. be like 32 <laughs> and they'll give him a good Damn. contract. And he's had a good couple of years leading up to that. Don't, don't be so nice, man. He'll be 34 at least. <laughs> and they'll put him on a three-year deal. Where do you reckon the West Tigers would play him? Would they play him at five eighth? Would they play him at fullback? Oh no, they put him. They put him at. Um, they put him at halfback. You reckon? Guaranteed. Play him in the centres. No, no, no. Yeah, they put him at halfback. That's just enough out of position. Would he? Uh, do you reckon he'd be able to move your um, starting lock out of his position, Jackson Hastings? No. Nah. No, nah, he's got that locked down. So yeah. there. Um, no, nah, because you've got to. I mean, they've they've put all their all their eggs in the Luke Brooks basket, so he's going to be at six. So Munster has to be seven. It's crazy that they want to extend his contract. <laughs> they made it clear that they don't want him playing for any other team. Yeah, fucking it's a, stupid. It's always a good sign when you you're dead last and you think that you've got players that cannot be touched. <laughs> it's like please. Here we are, back at the Wink stand. Is Wink still alive? Pretty sure it was in a pot of clay glue the other day. Ah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Actually, there's a a place just down the road from where I live which has got a lot of the um, Melbourne Cup winners. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're just, um, you know, out to pasture. You can go around (laughs) and look at just basically horses and go, I'm guessing this is something famous. The horse doesn't give a shit. It's just eating grass. Have you ever thought of, like, getting, like, one of those glass jars that the Nescafe comes in? Just one night going down there with a balaclava and just, you know, finding a, finding a one of the winners and, you know. Give it a cup of coffee? No, 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 I'm not talking about giving it coffee. You know. <laughs> no, it's too much effort. Might put a shoulder out, eh? Yeah, and I I don't care that much about horses. They're stupid animals. We've we've discussed this. <laughs> you've just you've always said how stupid they are. They're stupid. There we go. Clear put in a kick and kicked a goal. That's three points. That's I love I love the uh, the highlights that they choose. Not the it's stuff just, that he does that's excellent. It's the stuff he's doing that's just running the mill gear. <laughs> yeah, oh, he yeah. put up a bomb. Three points. <laughs> There's Joe doing a hit up. There's Joe doing another hit up. He's Nico Hines. So they, they're not stupid with their highlights. So we know that Cleary must be in with a shot, and Nico Hines is obviously in with the shot. Mitch Moses. He's your new favourite player, isn't he? Mm, there's the Tigers. <laughs> there's the West Tigers. I can't I they turn up. up the West Tigers, eh? Yeah, yeah. The Tigers should be getting points here. If it wasn't for the Tigers, Moses wouldn't get any points. Where's the respect, Mitch? The biggest hitter in the NRL, Mitch Moses. Where's the big tackle? So now they're showing Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds obviously got points, but it was around this point in the season where the Brisbane Broncos stopped. Yeah, yeah, they started to just really fall apart. And I think a lot of it came down to Reynolds starting to be a bit, um, you know, he was dropping in and out of the team with injuries, just little niggly ones. Yeah. So yeah. their form just fell apart. <laughs> Hyde's at the top. 23 points. Hunt on 22. Yo, Moses on 18. Cleary, 17. Cherry Evans, Edwards, 16. Reynolds, Tormalolo and Tedesco on 15. 
I think we can write off Jerry Evans just with the way the oh, Mealy's fell apart yeah. hard. Yeah, like you'd be hard pressed to have given them any of their players points in the last probably month at yeah. least, if not Absolutely. more. Okay, what do we got in here? The Spirit of the Game Award being awarded by Mark Hughes, two-time premiership winner with the uh, Newcastle Knights. <clears throat> Spirit of the Game Award. Brain cancer survivor, I believe. Oh, yeah, this bloke's been through absolute fucking hell and back. Mm. Um, not making any jokes here, man. He's he's done remarkably well to get through all of that. I think he – does he run the Knights? D- does he run the Knights? Yeah, I thought he was CEO there, wasn't he? No, uh, I I don't know who this CEO is. I, I doubt it would be him, though. Like, he's – I just – because he's been through so much, you know. I don't know. Was it, was it him or Gidley? I know that uh, Paul Harrigan's on the board. Well, of course he is. Is he still driving the bus? <laughs> he literally did drive the bus, eh? That's hilarious. <laughs> For people that don't know, um, Super League, we're going to uh, sign up the entire Newcastle Knights team. And Paul Harrigan was aligned with the ARL. And so he got the entire Knights team on a bus and literally drove it down to Sydney and got the entire Knights team to side, sign with the ARL. Unbelievable story. Yeah. The yeah. crazy stuff that went on during Super League. I mean, you've heard most of it from our um, our podcast, but so you could never cover it all. There was so much crazy stuff going on. Yeah, you could do a whole podcast just on stories that don't seem real. Yeah. They seem made up, yeah. Like Michael O'Connor climbing in windows and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ That is so bad Oh man There's Nico Hines doing charity by going to Tamworth So th- <laughs> And that's a sacrifice Give well, him the award now Latrell Mitchell I think that, is that the lady It Was it something like He threw a ball and it accidentally hit her And then he went over after the game Was that what the one I'm thinking of Or was it something else not too sure. There's a Tigers player in here. Yeah, he's helping an injured opposition player off the field. I'd, I'd normally, I don't know what happens with the the norm, the what's it called, the proven summons. Some medal. of these seem a bit innocuous. Uh, they're all great deeds and stuff, but I mean, surely this is something that's for a lot of good behaviour. Yeah. Heinz gets it. I assume it's for a lot of his um, work promoting mental health and stuff like that, which is, you know, absolutely a must do. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know too much about what these players do. Like, I don't follow them as closely off the field. I just so I don't see what they do. But um, a lot of them, a lot of them, like they feel privileged to be in a position where they can inspire people and help people along. And and I like it when you see a player that's just like, they know that they can make someone's day just by going up to them and, and saying hello, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. A lot of these players going to like children's hospitals and stuff like that and just saying like the kids, it means nothing, you know, very little to these players. Like it's not much effort for them. But yeah. man, it makes the absolute world to these kids. It's, it's brilliant that they do that. Massive kudos. Yeah. You know what's really cool about Nico Hines? That dude's a footballer, hey? 
Like he's a he's a cool, calm, collected footballer, and he doesn't yeah. like he should be. Clutch as fuck. Yeah. Like he doesn't get rattled. It's there's, it's really cool to see how like um he plays like somebody that's been playing for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, that's Tanogato with the that's the best tackle of the year. Yeah. Sergis was she she'd run a huge length of the field there and Tonogato run her down. That was remarkable that tackle. Let's see who gets this one. I'm gonna say Southwell again. Not nah, you called it. It was phenomenal, man. One of the greatest tackles I've seen in rugby league. Like it's up there with that um, Scott Sattler one in the grand final, but better because she had to run a hell of a lot longer mm. and gave away a head start to Surges. Surges did, I believe, she had a bit of a um, she'd had a bit of an injury in a in a leg, but it didn't seem to be slowing her down too much. But uh, unbelievable chase by Tonogato. and that's Tony Hunt with this one. Didn't this used to be the Players Player Award? Yeah, I, I feel like they maybe have changed that one. Yeah. Remember they changed it and then Nathan Highmarsh won it for like 10 years straight? Yeah, because people voted on it and he won it all the time. Yeah. Sympathy votes. <laughs> oh, that's oh he lost another grand final. Give him an award. That's rough. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Oh, the great man here. Brandy Alexander. I'm going to call it, mate. Underrated player. Yeah, one of the greats. I mean, he played in a time with so many of the game's greatest halves and fullbacks. And he still managed to play test football amongst all of that. You think he played at the same time as Mortimer, Sterling, Lewis? <laughs> yeah. He still played test footy amongst all of that. And, then, and even like, you know, Langer then comes in. Stewart. Yeah. Terry Lamb, Laurie Daly. Yeah. Kevin Walters. Um, phenomenal player. Captain of the year. All right, who we got? Ben Hunt. He, he was a very good captain for the for the Dragons, a Dragons team that was a little bit all over the place at times. James Tedesco. I'll go Icy Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Has he been nominated? Chad Townsend. Yeah, he has been. Chad Townsend. Okay, here we go. The winner is Isaiah Yo. I think that was actually leaked earlier. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I'm looking at an article here. It says, Panther skipper Isaiah Yo has taken out the captain of the year award after leading his side to the minor premiership and grand final on Sunday. <laughs> if anybody wants to know why you can't bet on medallion medals, it's because of people like that who write those articles and whose name of their employer appeared all over this fucking award ceremony, funnily enough. <laughs> It's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Um, he deserves it. It's fair enough. Yeah. It's it's very hard to argue against that. Good to see this year, touch wood, that he got... There was a point where he was getting a few head knocks, you know, and mm. didn't happen this year, though. He's a... 
just a very, very strong player. Mm-hmm. There's there's Salty Ivan. He's in the just thinking about how much um he wishes he was coaching the West Tigers. Yeah, burning with hatred. Yeah. But just all he does is burn with hatred. All of his success is powered by his hatred of the West Tigers. Yeah, and he, he gives that awkward smile of, yeah, I'm not happy at Penrith. <laughs> I want to be at the West Tigers. Fucking Pasco. You dudded me. <laughs> when do you think was the last time Ivan Cleary thought about the West Tigers in any capacity? I'm guessing about three weeks before he left. <laughs> <laughs> it was three weeks, and he just rings his manager and says, "Yeah, man, tell him I ain't coming back." Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Where are you? He's like, um, "I won't, I won't tell you where I am, but it, it rhymes with Enrith." <laughs> yeah, fuck the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the NRLW captain of the year. Missed who it was. It's Isabel Kelly. Well, I was expected that the Roosters in the NRLW, and they just they just didn't get it done. Nah. God, look at the biceps on a man. Yeah. Well, all the NRLW players, I mean, they're obviously, because they've played two seasons this year. Um, yeah. So they're, they're on. But Oh, yeah. The, tell you the what, thing is, too, the physical development of a lot of them, too, muscularly, has mm-hmm. just advanced so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got, obviously, better strength, better fitness. It's it's completely understandable why they want to move into an eight-round season. Like, they could do it easy, I which, is, what, I which is great could... because the West Tiger season is going to be over at least 10 weeks earlier, so I can just watch the NRLW. I think they're going to get to the World Cup and absolutely buzzsaw everyone. This oh, absolutely. I think that all of these other teams – and look, New Zealand and Australia, they were, for many years, they would make each other better. And I think if, originally it was New Zealand that was better, and then – Australia kind of had to match them. Yeah. Uh, and But I think that with COVID kicking in and the New Zealand team and, and in particular the New Zealand players just not being able to be here, I think that that will affect them and just the development of the NRLW players. Uh, I really do. I think it's going to be so one-sided. Yeah, I fully agree. And I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Paige McGregor, she had a good season. Yeah. It was a good little play, that one, just there, too. Did the crash run by actually hitting the defender, then passing the ball? Just took well, that, a defender straight out of the line. Yeah, and, and they're the things that um, impressed me about the NRLW plays. Like, you're watching them, and they're doing football plays. They're not, they're not doing plays that are... You know, it's not just athleticism that they're doing it all on. They're actually reading the game really well. Um, their positioning is great in defence, and, and they're doing like real nuanced stuff. Oh yeah, it's I Jeez. really they're gonna they're gonna come up against some teams in this World Cup that are just gonna feel like these these women are playing a completely different sport to them. 
because they're just going to be so far off the pace compared to them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, so am I. I, I think that we're going to see them romp home and then, you know, and the, the men's competition is going to be really interesting, um, mainly because of the, you know, Southern Hemisphere team is going to be so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How how early do you think the uh, <laughs> the British Lions bow out? <laughs> what time is it now? <laughs> uh, you give about half an hour. Look, I just I just think of the team that they're going to name and like the number of players in their team that are actually you could say are good to pretty good is very small. You know. Yeah. They haven't really got any superstars, they at all. Um, one of the interesting things is seeing the reactions from over in England to players that have chosen not to represent Australia but other nations, and they think that Australia is <laughs> going to be pretty weakened by it. And it's like, you know, I love that. It, it's yeah, it's just a. It's they did the same thing in 1995 too. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, they're only going to pick half their players. We're going to romp this home. This bloke should be hosting NRL 360, and the other three people they've got on the panel should not be writing for newspapers as their first job. I agree completely. It would be a really good show if he hosted it. I'd put him on there and put um, Vonnie, Brandy, Mm -hmm. and... I mean, you pick anyone else you want after that. Bill Ashurst, Panthers legend. Legend, yeah. They're looking at the players that we've lost this year. Um, mostly older players, obviously, from the past. It's uh, Ray Curry, former, I'm going to say, South and Bowman coach of the 80s and early 90s. There's I mean, Drummond, legendary winger from England. When he passed away in England, there was a lot said about what people thought about him as a person, which I thought was really nice to see. Yeah. Awesome Filipina. Dave Hadfield, um, very good journalist in England. Phil Jackson, another great player. Rocky Laurie. Mm. Morris Lindsay, the great man himself. Yeah. God, man. Carried English Rugby League to its last golden era. Mm-hmm. Barry Muir, great Queenslander. For a long time, he was the most capped Australian test halfback too. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Bill Noonan, Barry O'Connell, Michael Purcell, Bill Pearson. Dale Purin? I think he played for South, I'm not sure. Mark Shulman, one of the smallest players to ever play the game. Oh, really? How, mm. how small was he? Oh, man, I can't remember. He was tiny. Yeah. I think he also had the rare feat of playing in the President's Cup, Reserve Grade, and First Grade Grand Finals one year. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, insane. I'm pretty sure it was him. I love seeing all these old pictures of players in their heyday, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a big one. Yeah. The icons. Yeah. 
That one's still very sad. Paul Green. Green. It's, uh, you know, all people that left their marks on rugby league history, hey? Yeah, it was always amazing, too, that um, Proven was left out of the Immortals chat for so long. I never understood it. What more did a human have to do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's not even as though he was just, like, he was, he obviously, as a player, he did everything. He did it. He literally did it 10 times over. But he did also did it as a captain coach. And then as a coach, he was pretty damn good too, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I never understood it. And I always, on my lists, I always had him as one of the best. Um, he was one of the first ones I put down on my list as one of the best. So I, I just don't understand why it took so long. Always baffled me. Always baffled me. It seemed so obvious. Mm. Um, and it, and like it, like the thing about that St George team too, and him as a player is like that's a, one of the golden eras of the game. Like it's not even as though that was a so-so era where you had one team and it just all worked for them. It's like no, there there were some bloody good teams, and you know some of the greats of the game played during that era, and. You know, internationally, even with as a golden era in international rugby league, and they still did what they did. Oh, it's yeah, the, the 50s and 60s internationally, rugby league was at its peak. Mm. Like, France was regarded as the best team in the world, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. England was not far off, Australia was was up there and getting better. Even New Zealand wasn't too far off the, off the mark either. Um, everything was just so close. It was it was insane how, how strong the whole international game was going. And, I mean, it's obvious when you look at the crowds that they got for tour games and test matches and stuff. Insane. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of great players in Australia at the time that played in the forwards that, um, that Proven was up against. And, I don't know, it just seemed weird. It's almost like they were in such a absolute panic to make sure that Andrew Johns was made an immortal. That they forgot about everybody else, and then the next time around they went, "Oh, let's induct all the people who deserve to be there from a hundred years ago." He's like, finally, yeah. I, look, I don't know. Do you, do you think Johns deserves to be in a mall? Because I do. I've I've never seen a player like Andrew Johns. I've got I've got no problem with him being there. I just yeah. think that I would have liked to have seen a lot of players from the past get that honor. Yes, especially for some of them while they were still alive. Yeah, I agree. Because they deserve that sort of thing. Um, And to just rush Johns through, I think that's something that put a lot of people off Andrew Johns, which is a shame because it's not something he had any say over. A lot of people are a bit sort of um, anti-Andrew Johns after that. Well, it wasn't his bloody decision. Yeah. I think the other thing is too, like when I think of, the players that I've actually seen play the game, and Andrew Johns is the best of them. Um, just absolute all-round player who plays the key position. Goal, like there's, I don't need to say his resume. But then I think of like a Darren Lockyer, who there there has been no, you know, there's there has been since. But one of the great winners that I've ever seen, the only better winner than Darren Lockyer was Cameron Smith. Um, and then. I look at somebody like a Greg Inglis who the further we get away from the end of his career that I think the more I talk about him 
and that's kind of the the marker for being an immortal is that you know I, I talk about Latrell Mitchell compared to Greg Inglis. I talk or any great athletic back that has side speed speed and strength. You line up against Greg Inglis and you think like, yeah, but they weren't Greg Inglis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even and even if you line Mal Meninga up against him, Meninga was a good support player, insane line runner, mm-hmm. um, and committed with his line run. He knew and, he was big and he knew how to use his size. Yeah. Um, but uh, Inglis had all of that plus footwork, plus ball skills. Mm-hmm. Like, five-eighth quality ball skills. He wasn't just, you know, someone who's just a, a centre who can set up a few tries here and there. He spent two seasons at five-eighth at the Storm. Yeah, yeah. You know, played a fullback. Guy's an absolute freak in nature. You don't get players like that often. Um, the other one for me was someone like Wally Lewis. I don't think he gets anywhere near enough credit for how much the Brisbane competition improved with his arrival. Mm-hmm. Teams had to get better real fast in order to compete with him. And that that Queensland comp got very strong in the space of about 10 years, um, you know, up until the Broncos came along. And some of the sides they had there were ridiculous. Um, you know, they basically fielded all of the, the Broncos and the, the Gold Coast um, seagull scenes when they came in. Yeah. Insane. Insane. And Canberra. The Raiders had most of their players come from Queensland at the time too. Yeah, I think, and that's part that goes a little bit missing in the whole rise of Queensland Rugby League um, and, their, and their NRL, let's say, teams, is that Canberra was almost the stepping stone in a way. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's you know, I was thinking the other day about British Rugby League and where it stands and how it's like stepping back downwards, you know, it's, there's a lot of markers for British rugby league that are going in the wrong direction. And it, it made me think about, it reminds me a little bit of what it must've been like for Queensland rugby league and their local competition when it just got to a point where they didn't want to accept that, it like the the idea that they were on level pegging with the New South Wales Rugby League competition, them days were long gone now, and you know that it it must have been very difficult because they were they were like on the level pegging, you know, yeah. the money was down in Sydney, but in terms of quality of football, it was they they were both great competitions. Yeah, you only got to look at the State of Origin series. I mean, Queensland won nearly every game from eighty to eighty nine. Yeah, and, and then. And then it just slowly the players start leaving, and then the even the juniors aren't there, and then they bring in the the top grade teams in the New South Wales Rugby League comp, and it just slowly sort of fades away. And yeah. do you like when does somebody step in and say we're not that now, and we need to accept that, and we need to set ourselves up so that we can be a competition that stands on its own two feet at the level that we actually are at. And that's a big, that's a big, big change. And the, uh, thankfully, Queensland Rugby League did that at some point, and they've got a really good local comp. But it's, uh, it, it just reminded me of what's going on over in England at the moment, where I don't think they're anywhere near that point. 
No, they're they're really not, and they're they're completely oblivious to what's going on too. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's like they don't have any idea how far off they are anymore, no. even I mean, compared to where they were. Yeah, I mean, they don't even have to go back far. I mean, their competition was immensely stronger when you go back as far as 1998, 1999. Mm. I'm not saying it was great, but it's immensely stronger than what it is now. And they had better pathway system in place for a lot of juniors, and the quality of juniors coming through were better uh, prepared than what they are now. Um, now it's it's sad. Well, when you look through, because I, I don't know if I said it in the last podcast about how um, it was being asked about the St. Helens team and are they the best St. Helens team ever? And I said they're not top five in the Super League era and named it the five teams that would beat them. Mm. And when you go through those teams, it wasn't even close. Like no. it, it wasn't like a, oh, this game would be, it was like, oh, they would annihilate the current team. Yeah. You know? hey, yeah, something crazy is going on with the Dallium. They've decided to uh, say fuck it to the highlights. They're just now going through the, the votes really fast. Nice. That needs to happen. The the Giving the points is the most boring shit in the world. They should do it in just for the last five rounds. They What they want is... See, this is the thing. In the AFL, the Brownlow medal, it goes from... I'm pretty sure it goes from round one, and it goes all goddamn night. But the mm. AFL fans absolutely lap it up. They love it. Um, and the NRL thinks we kind of want to do the same thing, but we don't want to be seen to be copying it. So let's just do half the season. Mm. Then they realise that it's boring sitting there watching numbers for a lot of people. I'm fine with it myself, but, you know, a lot of people are pretty bored with it. You're a stats person. Yeah, that's right. So I'm an idiot. Of course I'm going to watch this. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to sit there and say, we should do it from round one. Here's Wayne Pierce, one of the great players in the game's history. But in, in terms of being an, an ARL board member, like all the other board members, dereliction of duty. Um, yeah. I don't want to criticise him too much. He's a phenomenal player. But uh, as, as, a, as an administrator, yeah, he's he's been basically sleeping on the job. Yeah. Look, I, I completely respect that, and, and you're a good person, because I, I would do the same thing with Brandy. But I, I can say that it's it's been that all of them, all of yeah. them. Yeah. So what's this? This this coach? This is the NRLW Coach of the Year. Okay. They've, they've nominated nearly all of them. Yeah, they have. <laughs> it's got to be Knights coach, doesn't it? You'd think so, but I'd, yeah. As I say, I wouldn't mind seeing Sauer get it just to uh, annoy a lot of people. A lot of people don't like Jamie Sauer. I don't know why. You know what? Wagga boy representing. I'd like to see him up there winning a few awards. Yeah. Who else is from Wagga that uh, that you you're like? Oh yeah. Like when like I know when I see the place from Mount Druitt, I'm I go off. <laughs> well, I mean Nigel Plum, obviously. Yeah. Um. Who's that? Mark Nichols. Oh yeah, he was a he's a handy player. Um, the Mortimers, yep, obviously. Um, Cameron King, uh, Matthew Head, Ben Hampton, mm-hmm. Matthew Cross, Ben Cross, Greg ben Brentnell, Cross is player. Mm-hmm. Jeff Connell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a few others. Okay, so we've got the NRL Coach of the Year. Who's your Coach of the Year? 
I'm going with um with um, Fitzgibbon. I'm going with uh, North Queensland coach. What's his name? Todd Payton. Todd Payton. I think Todd Payton just ahead of Ivan Cleary. Was Cleary even nominated? Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, thank goodness for that. Todd Payton wins it. He really deserves it. From from wooden spooners to third place on the ladder, made the preliminary. I would only... I would only applaud Todd Payton if he came up to accept this award wearing bike pants. Why bike pants? He used to wear them all the time as a player. Oh, did he? He loved those fucking things, man. He should get rid of the tux pants. <laughs> Lycra bike pants all the way. What if he just stood there in front of the big picture of himself and did like a tear off of his of his suit? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, mind you, that is a fucking sharp suit. Yeah. Is he not the sexiest coach out there at the moment in that suit? Oh, man, I'm glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that suit is a stunning. It's a bit different, but it's a good different. Yeah. You know when people do the different suit, but it's too much? That's Like, that's like when Bellamy did it? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Bellamy's pinstripes? Yeah. Oh, boy, that was that was too far. Yeah. So, yeah, Todd Payton did very well. It wasn't even like he had a gigantic turnover, turnover of players either. Like, he, he, for the most part, he did it with what he had. He also changed their style a little bit so they were not so reliant on two players all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was been the greatest thing to help the, the Cowboys add several new dimensions to their attack. And I, think, I think last year when he started using Tamalolo less, mm. And you would see Tamalolo talk about it, and Tamalolo was complete. He was a happy person. He was completely fine with it, and that's when I got the sense that they really trust him. You know, they trust Todd Payton. Yeah, that would have been a hard sell for Tamalolo. You know, of course. Um, but whatever, whatever he sat down and he he said to him, Tamalolo was completely on board, and it worked. You mean, you know. They used him once again this year like you used Tamalolo when it matters. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, God knows how many years they've added to his his uh, career as well because of it. Yeah. I mean, um, the Sharks only started thinking about doing the same thing with Paul Gallen very late in his career. Mm. Um, and all jokes aside, when you've got someone who's, who's able to carry that much workload and they've got that low centre of gravity... The, the amount of injuries they're going to get to their back and their, their knees and legs and stuff like that is it's a very high risk. They should have been trying to either put Gallon at prop or on the bench or something like that and sort of rotate him around far more frequently. Um, I'm glad they they smart enough to do that with um, with Tormalolo before he got too far into his career because, you know, he could have done fucking dramas for his back and his knees. Yeah, big dude like that. Mm. Um, you know, every time you talk about Paul Gallen, can you hear my brain thinking? I can. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I mentioned it in all seriousness just to see what you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, you bastard. <laughs> oh, he's a great player. He's a wonderful player. He just has that. Yeah, it's something extra other people don't. Something extra, yeah. That leg drive. I tell you what, Todd Payton is giving the longest speech. I don't, we can't hear what he's saying, so no doubt it's really, really good. I'm but, almost certain he's talking about his suit. And so he should. 
it's just all Todd Payton's suit. It's beautiful. But yeah, yeah he's, he looks pretty serious about what he's talking about. And he always like, does. Yeah. So intense, man, but he's calm intense. I just reckon if you're, if you're a Cowboys player mm. and the Cowboys had a, a bad game and you're in the dressing rooms and he comes in and he's all calm and intense, I'd be shitting myself because you just know he's going to murder something <laughs> and he's going to be cold as ice about it. He's just going to look at, you know, look at Chad Townsend and says, Chad, look, you know, you didn't play really good today, mate. And if I were you, I wouldn't worry about buying any dog food by the time you get home. <laughs> Do you reckon he just <laughs> plays really calmly? Yeah, he he's would like, be. He's like be softly spoken, calm, but so fucking intense you'd shit yourself. Goes, waiting waiting for that moment that he loses his shit. <laughs> yeah, he goes up to Matt Daylight and he says, Matt, you're playing pretty well. You're dropping the ball a little bit too much, though. He just walks away and it's like Jesus. They're all they, they don't play great for him because they respect him. They're just terrified of him. They're terrified. <laughs> That's why Noah's telling me to hurry up with his his uh, speech. <laughs> I the producer's going wrap it up. Go, don't do the wrap it up thing. Just yeah. talk. God damn it! The last person did that. Fuck, we haven't seen him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what happened. He just makes humans disappear. <laughs> <laughs> we just. We just sent Todd Payton. He's ice cold. <laughs> so that's probably how he got the award. They've gone, Payton's been nominated. You give it to him. He didn't even win the award. He just got up and accepted it. <laughs> they went, Ivan, and he stands up. They go, Todd Payton. <laughs> and the winner is, Todd Payton's walking on. <laughs> just leave it on the dice and walk away. They don't want to be near him just in case he gets too cranky. There you go, mate. It's all yours. <laughs> Hands in the air, I'm invisible. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're ready to hand over the award to Nathan, uh, to Ivan Cleary, and Todd Payton's just standing there, and he leans in and says, "That belongs to me." <laughs> and then no one, no one argues. I, I, Ivan just gently places it on the ground in front of him and just walks away carefully, <laughs> like it's a bomb. <laughs> sorry, mate, sorry, I, 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 it wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> Oh, far out. <laughs> oh. Well, he's going to have to live with that till he stops coaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This uh, NRLW player of the year one's looking very close. Yeah, Especially I know. Especially when they've got so very few games. It looks like they might be handing out about 17 of these awards. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like a 27-way tie? It makes me wonder with the women's one, whether because the, there's so few games, the chances of there being several people tied for the top spot, whether it's worthwhile going. Let's just do a top four. Yeah. Just add one more vote in there just to try and reduce that risk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think if the NRL series, they're going to do a they're going to do a, a ranking for you know. Out of 34 for every game in the NRL. Let's do this thing properly. What do you mean you're ranking out of, th- like, 30? There's 34, 34 players on the field. Points. Top best player on the field gets 34 points. Yeah. Next one, 33. Next one, 32. Keep going till you get to the worst player on the field gets one point. Leave Luke Brooks out of this, mate. That's, he's been through enough. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be interesting. You know why that would be good? Mm. 
because the journalists would be spending so much time actually watching the games and dishing out points, they wouldn't have time to shit around with all this crap that they spew out all the time. They're trying to catch up on all of the daily inputs they've got to issue out everywhere. Yeah. Not that they do a good job of it, but it's another way of keeping them quiet so we don't have to deal with them. There's sometimes you see the the points that they've given in certain games where you're like, that's just wrong. You know? mm. And it normally it goes to that name player where yeah. you just it's crazy when you see it and you're like, holy crap. Like I, Completely different topic. I just saw an ad for uh, NBA 2K23 with Ben Simmons on there. What do you reckon his three-point uh, rating would be? I actually have NBA 2K23. My get, His three-point rating should be zero. <laughs> they won't give him zero. They'll give him one. They would give you... <sighs> no, they'll give him 50. Isn't it out of 99 or something? It's it's out of 99. Yeah, they'll give him 50. You can have below you can have below 50 on certain on I think everything actually. But I can't remember. I I could fucking start it up and find out, hey. I won't do that. No. <laughs> but um I see he gets a little bit cranky about it though. Well, if he if he gets cranky, then shoot some fucking three-pointers, son. Yeah. Like as as the 12th man always says, don't get bitter, get better. Exactly. <clears throat> I saw in a podcast he did the other day, he was talking about a, a dunk that he passed up to another player and he talked his way around that. He just talks his way around being shit when it's convenient, you know? And it's just, it's really disappointing because he's a very good player, but he developed no three-point shot in an era that is dominated by three-pointers, which was always going to be a problem. And he's he's timid when it counts. Like, he literally doesn't want to be involved there. He'll stop driving the ball uh, so that he doesn't take free throws. He doesn't like the moment. And, you know, if he doesn't like hearing people say that, well, then do something about it. Nico Hines would be better. He really would be. He's clutch as fuck. Look, The Rock's in another movie. Was he paid about $300 for this one? I'm sure it's a really good movie too. Sure. I won't watch it. Okay, here we go. They've pretty much showed the entire plot here. Don't need to see it now. I think your your what you're seeing on your screen is b- way behind mine. Yeah, I, I am way behind you. Keeps getting slower and slower, which yeah. is funny how that happens, hey? Well, I'm in Victoria. They don't care to any. Yeah, true. <clears throat> okay, we're back on the... Uh, the advert break is over. Ah, this is Royal Randwick. Are they going to put a greyhound race on in the middle of the, the awards? They should do, hey. I wouldn't be surprised if they have one just going around the players. And they'll probably have PVL doing the commentary for it. So, yeah, there's a winner and there's 16 animals that are going to not have a life anymore. <laughs> that's a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they all go and live on farms and stuff? Sure, that's where they go. Got <laughs> <laughs> their days on farms. Yeah, they live on farms. They frolic in the grass and play with flowers and stuff. Yeah. Eat marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> you know who had the best last third of the season? It was Tino Fasamala Aoi. Mm. He was a monster. That drink water's coming up the field. 
I don't know why he would be getting points over Matt Daylight. <laughs> yeah, she's jumped ahead of Cherry Evans. Ooh, Dylan Edwards makes a move. Ooh. Nico Hines has got a four-point lead at the top, though. It's going to be hard to beat him. James Tedesco gets three points. It'd Ooh. be James Tedesco won it. Does James Tedesco get about 39 points for the game where they put 90,000 points on the Tigers? Yeah. <laughs> All of the Roosters players will get three. Yeah. <laughs> Nico Hines. Got, and he gets a three. Ooh, he's there by another three points. He's getting he's getting sweaty palms now. He's thinking, fuck, I might be a chancy. Can I, can I just ask, and I don't know if this is possible to happen, but if a Sharks play wins the Dally M, is there any chance that we could get a, a quick interview with a Sharks fan? Uh, you reckon that would be doable? Possibly. Okay. I can I can hear her cheering in the background. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she's watching something that's a little bit ahead of what I'm at, so I'm certainly getting a rough idea of what's going on with the points. <laughs> <laughs> We're on round 23, and she comes in, and she's just like, See, I told you. I told you he'd win it. So, yeah. And then Darcy wakes up. <laughs> she, she can ruin the podcast. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. She's good with that. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I don't know what's happening now. Um, What's going on now? Uh, Prop of the year. So I'm guessing they're bringing up props to give the props of... Oh, they're just showing the props of the year. Okay. Oh, right, they can't put them on the screen? Yeah. Oh, no, they're just handing them awards. So it is... We can't be bothered actually going through the process? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, they're doing second rolls of the year. Jesus Christ, this is... (laughs) So for the NRL, it's Kickout and... Yeah, they they didn't even put the names up on the screen. I know, it's weird. Yeah, you're forwards, no one cares about you. Just take your award and fuck off. Even the NRLW players are like, what's going on? Yeah, everyone's confused. Yeah. You can't even get one. <laughs> this is so random. Now I'm is... like, where's my award? Yeah. What the fuck am I doing here? What happened to Nanai's award? Did Kikau take it? Oh, this is a shambles. Yeah, this is bad. This worked in some TV executive's head, hey? Yeah. They're not even putting the single player's name on the screen. No. Alex Johnson and Suwali. What's his name? Suwali? Yeah. Suwali'i. Suwali'i. He gets... uh, They're the wingers of the year, I guess. (laughs) Yep. Winger. Okay. I'm surprised that uh, surprised that Nofaluma didn't get it. It's interesting. To see, it's it's interesting to see which NRLW players they got dresses that are good for walking in, and some didn't. Yeah. kid on stage is like where's the other center of the year we tell you who it is but we don't know because they're not putting their name up on the screen he should you know that kid should just take that shit home hey oh hell yeah so this is the months are getting five eighth of the year 
usually they they will forego one of the position awards if that person's in the running for the top award because they don't want to give away who it might be. Yeah. Well, so back, back a, when they used to have a bit of uh, dignity around the thing. Yeah. So they're not named the halfback? Wait a minute. They are naming everyone that's in the team of the year. Ah, Hines has got halfback of the year. Okay. Well, doesn't that mean that he's the Dally M player of the year because he would have more Dally M points than Ben Hunt? I guess that Tedesco could get it, though. But he's beaten Ben Hunt anyway. Okay, so, so far, the NRLW team of the year, uh, the wingers were Jamie Chapman and Tegan Berry. Centres, Jess Surgis, Isabel Kelly. 5'8", Taryn Aiken. Halfback, not named yet. Props, Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson. Hooker, not named yet. Second rowers, Olivia Koenig and Kaylee Jones-Joseph. And the lock is Samaima Torfua. Uh, Torfa, sorry. The NRL team of the year. Fullback hasn't been named yet. Wingers, Alex Johnson. It's Tedesco. He's just been oh, named. There we go. Uh, Alex Johnson and Joseph Suwali'i is the wingers. Centres are Holmes and Manu. 5'8", Munster. Halfback, as we saw, was uh, Hines. Props, Payne Haas and Joseph Tapani. Hooker wasn't named. Second rowers, Kikau and Nanai. Lock was Isa Yo. There we go. That seemed weird. Yeah. Sam Bremner got the fullback of the year for the NRL women. Who else was there? Uh, I can't remember who else was missing there. So at the moment we've got Yvonne Sampson, who is now going back to the NRLW women's M count. And it's very close. Like, you could win. You could get a player of the match and everyone else not get one, and you're straight into the race for this one. It's just really weird how they've done it this year. It's like normally they bring on the team of the year after the Dally M Award has been won, and this year they've done it the other way. So I just I don't understand what all that's about. And so now we have all of the players that are in the running for both Dally M Awards and now standing in front of the camera in a group looking at each other as they get points. All right. Uh, what did I miss? I'm I, guessing nothing. I don't know. Did she win the Dally M? She won the Dally M. Who did? What happened? This, the female NRLW Player of the Year, Dally M Player of the Year, I don't know who it is because the name isn't on the screen. We don't I, need to know. I apologise for that. But she just won the award. Just like that? Yeah. That That's how important that is to uh, television producers. That was very strange. Yeah, and this it, is appalling coverage. Yeah, this has been done really badly. Yeah. Racine McGregor, is that how you say the first name? Racine, yeah. Racine. They showed her mum in the crowd. Her mum was extremely proud of her daughter. That's a, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> They're so pumped. It's so nice to see. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, this is, I've seen the Dalliums done a few ways, and I've got to say this is so far the very worst by a long way. Yeah, it's just hit and miss. Yeah. It's it's atrocious. Mm. Can't be that hard to do this thing with consistency. Like, oh, if we're going to do highlights and points for every round, then let's just do it all the way through. And then they did it for what three rounds? Yeah, just add the points on. What's the? This is so stupid. 
it just doesn't really make sense to to me at all. No. So they're, they're still chatting about what I, it's like to be. I hate when the camera does that thing where they zoom in on the person who comes second. Well, what are they expecting? Someone to just pull out a gun and start shooting people? Fuck you! But it always just makes that person seem like they're angry for missing out. But yeah. like they're just standing there. That like, what do you expect them to do? It's like, oh, look at them. They're smiling. They're obviously angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Why is the camera looking at the person who comes second? That's about just focus on the person who won the award. Mm, mm. That's a very happy mum. Yeah, she's extremely happy. Rightfully okay. so. So my guess is that now we've still got a few rounds left, don't we, in the NRL one, unless Nico Hines has run away with it. Oh, they might just uh, they might just go to an ad break and come back and it's all over. <laughs> so it's 21 rounds into the men's competition. Nico Hines is on 32. James Tedesco is on 27. Ben Hunt, 25. The Sharks, won, the Sharks won their next four games at this stage. Okay. So they won, yeah, they went on a winning streak just before the finals, and Hines was playing pretty well. He might be too hard to catch. Uh, you know, the the Roosters had a good run into the to the final series. Nico Hines, another three points. Oh, he's Ooh. running away with it now. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can hear some clapping in the background. Yes. That's She's right. probably at round 25. That's so cool. So gets two and falls another point behind. Yeah. Nico's... Oh, he's got another three points. Oh, I think he's done it. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. Hey. Yeah, he's won it. They've decided it. Nico hey. Hines has won it. Who called it? You did. I called it in the past episode. I reckon he was going to be a chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, Andrew. Expert. Proud of you. Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> How many more awards can they give him? Just give him all the awards, hey? He's just gone, I don't need this thing. Just put it on the ground. He'll probably walk out and he'll have like gold, gold medallions just falling out of his pockets. Do you reckon that this will make up for his less than stellar showing in our Fuck, Marry, Kill episode earlier this year? Or don't, possibly. don't kill anyone. You know what's Fuck funny anyone. is that he won the same number of awards mm-hmm. as the West Tigers won game since round seven. <laughs> <laughs> he won the same number of awards as West Tigers had coaches this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man he did good look everyone's really happy for him James Tedesco standing in the background he doesn't have any facial expression obviously no, angry no, Tedesco wants to murder him oh look now he's smiling he seems happy for him obviously yeah. angry no nah, no nah, looks away no smiles but, anymore he's looking at him how can I kill him he's got his hands crossed in front of himself that's the international sign for I am really angry with yeah. what's happening he's holding a shiv <laughs> you know what? I mean, really... Tedesco really got bassy real fast, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I'm he just really well at the Cowboys. I'm really happy for Sharks fans because they don't have to give this one back. 
Uh, he he is legitimately deserved that though. Yeah, he does. I think, yeah, I think he was a you know makeshift fullback when he left the Storm last year mm. and got dumped into the seven gig and owned it. Yeah, you and me were like, oh man, this is a bad idea, and look how he's done. Yeah, experts. He's not just uh, not just improved his game wholesale throughout the whole season, but he's he's improved some of the players around him who were struggling. Yeah, you know Moylan. We said it all year, but Moylan come along in, in leaps and bounds. He just had so little pressure on him to do, you know, a lot of the playmaking stuff. Mm-hmm. And Hines was just so cool with it. Well, it's been a good Dally M's for... Oh, well, I'm lying. It's been a terrible Dally M award ceremony for 2022. You know what's crazy about that? Mm. Cleary's not on the top 10, is he? He missed too many games at the end there with his uh, suspension. Yeah. the between I guess between that and the... Yo and uh, Edwards picking up a ton of points too. Yeah, and then you have Origin, which that takes out, what, two of their games that he played in. Mm. Um You'd still have thought he would have been there or thereabouts, but it was a, a lot of games to not be available for, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, there's also a thing where you maybe – is it – I know you can still be eligible, but do you lose points when you get suspended? Um, I believe you do. Yeah, maybe that's what it is, hey? I think it's only three points, though. Yeah, but he was suspended for like a month. Yeah, but I think it's just doesn't matter how long the suspension is. I think you just lose three points for being suspended. Oh, okay. It's something like that. Um, so Hines picks up the Dally M, the Proven Summons Medal, the Halfback of the Year, and I think he got the Community Player of the Year. He's cleaned up. He's done very well, and look, he deserves it. He's, Absolutely, he's, he's been great. So, you know, you can't be you can't be mad about that. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. Um, purely because I called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm look. I'm here saying congratulations to you, Andrew. Obviously, means I'm seething. Yeah, that's right. Um, I expect um, you to send me like a dead animal in a box in the mail tomorrow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sweet. Uh, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, skin it first makes it a bit easier to cook. Okay, I will do. We've we've been a bit nasty on animals today. <laughs> the nicest we we ever got to be with the animals was when I said you should go to that racing farm. That's as close as we got. <laughs> oh, that we looked after the fly a bit. Oh yeah, the fly. Anybody if you don't know what the fly is all about? Listen to the last oh, podcast. We had probably an hour and a half conversation about a fly in a car. Yeah, um, Fly should have got the Dally M. Let's be honest. If a Fly in a Car gets the Dally M award and flies forwards. <laughs> I just like the fact that in Paul Kent's mind, the Fly knows instinctively to stop moving forward at the same time that the car does. Yeah. That's, it, that's a pretty smart Fly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> smart, a smart Fly relative to Paul Kent. Yeah, that's right. That doesn't need to be that much smarter, does it? <laughs> I actually it needs to saw, be breathing, really. I saw before they had uh, they had um, Gordon Tallis on, and he was talking about the first time he went to, I think it was still a Rothman's medal, 
mm-hmm. and he was the only Dragons player that went. And he was there with the like the club chairman or something, and he said, "So I didn't have a fun time because I'm there with the boss, basically." And at one point, Paul King goes, oh, "I was at that one," and and Gordon Tallis just keeps talking. I'm thinking, as if Gordon Tallis gives a shit if you were there, or not, you idiot. <laughs> Good on Paul King. I went to a Dalian Awards once. You, what did boring you boring as batshit? Yeah, I think it was 2004. It's it's very much not my sort of thing. Like I, uh, be... the, the one we went to was Sydney Town Hall, I think. Yeah. And we sat up in the in the stands up uh, the seats up the top, looking down at everyone eating food while we sat there starving. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, I just NRL. Like, I liked when they when they did it at the town hall and they were going on about the organ and they're like it's, it's like a hundred and something years old and it's like. Cool. Can you stop playing the fucking organ? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. You're loving that thing far too much. Yeah. It's like, oh, the organ's that old, really? Well, just, mm. you know. You just stop, stop playing, playing it so it doesn't, you know, so it can survive maybe a few more years. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to feel like we're, we're at a fucking funeral here, man. <laughs> Mourning the death of the organ. Yeah. It was a great organ. <laughs> Speaking of great organs, it's been <laughs> it's, it's been a good episode, Andrew. I think we did justice to this year's Dallium Awards. We ramshackled a a guess we could call this a telecast that is obviously delayed because people will only hear it when it's been recorded and put up on the uh, Libsyn feed. Absolutely, but you know, who cares? You'll yeah. love it anyway because it's us. Yeah, you'll love it because we told you to. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Todd Payton told you to. Yeah. you got no say now. Don't fuck with him. Don't. Scary, man. Don't even think about it. He can read your mind. All right, Andrew, where can we find you? Um, <clears throat> not drinking coffee in Melbourne. No, um, I'm on Twitter at, Fergo, at uh, Andrew RLP. Um, I also sometimes run the Fergo Freak Pod Twitter account. I very nearly saved myself there. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at League Freak or at LeagueFreak.com. Um, I do post sometimes through the interns. I don't I don't actually talk to the interns. I leave notes for them, and then they post what I want them to on the Fergo and the Freak podcast um, feed. But, um, but, yeah, you can find me at League Freak at Twitter. That's brilliant. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed our coverage of the, uh, the Dallium Awards. Confident it was better than what was actually on Fox Sports. And um, we'll catch us all next time. Oh, Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great promos, great odds, and same-game multi this footy finals at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.